0: Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Spotlight. I'm Alison Larson, and today's show is all about relationships. That's right. It's about manifesting your dream relationship. Now, if you're listening, you may be in a relationship, and this is for you. It's about manifesting that dream relationship within the relationship you have now. And maybe if you're listening, you're not in a relationship and you're wanting to create that or manifest that in your life. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And it's really interesting because as I thought about this idea of dream relationship and spoke with a couple of people about it, I was curious to notice that was a little bit of trigger for some people. I said, well, you can't have a dream relationship. You can't manifest your dream relationship. Well, I'm here to tell you That you absolutely can manifest that dream relationship. And here, joining me over the phone from Utah is Amber Kay. She's a relationship and connection coach. Amber, are you there with us today? Yeah, I'm here. Welcome, welcome. Really excited to have you. And uh, I want to tell you all a little bit more about Amber Kay and what she's doing. And then we're gonna just dive deep into this discussion. And Amber, I'm curious to hear how you got in this. And um, I'll tell you a little bit of my background and story too. But Amber is uh, really effective in communication and connection and relationships. She works with women who feel disconnected, disconnected from themselves, to reconnect and heal, so they can experience deeper connection. In their relationships and lives. She's a Reiki Theta practitioner, a master NLP practitioner, a motivational coach, a social and emotional intelligence coach, a personal development coach, a human design practitioner, and astro-numerologist. Wow, I'm excited to hear what that means because that's a first for me. Uh, she is passionate about helping women embody their unique selves so they can, can um, live that uniqueness in the world. So, Amber, I am curious, how did you get into relationship and connection coaching? Have you always done this? Is this something that's new to you? What, what inspired you to get into relationship coaching? I actually is new for me. I, I started out with teaching women how to have more
2: self-love. And um, in the recent years, I just noticed I was talking to more and more people about relationships. And I loved talking about it. I loved sharing what I knew, and I loved giving them different ideas and tips on what to try and it just kind of grew from there. I started really focusing on on the relationship and connection that you have with another and starting with yourself. So it just kind of happened organically, and I'm really excited that it did. <laughs>
1: Well, good. Yeah, you know, I have noticed that too a little bit about my background and story. Is, uh, you know, I was married for twenty years. Seventeen of those years were absolutely fabulous. I got married super young at nineteen. I had all four of my kids by the time I was just twenty six years old, and and had this ideal white picket fence life in um, rural Idaho, and <laughs> I was just in the suburb suburbs of Boise, and it was just such a beautiful life and an amazing relationship for 17 years, and then it wasn't anymore. In the last three years of my uh, 20-year first marriage, I really struggled. And I remember uh, going through that divorce, and I remember the devastation. I was just listening to a previous podcast I've done on this, that moment that I was walking into the courthouse to actually sign the divorce papers. And I just remembered like it Felt like I was walking into a funeral, like it was the death of all my dreams and all my hopes. And I remember thinking that it was just how could I even trust myself again? How could I trust myself to love, to pick a relationship? I'd let this relationship go right. And all these thoughts were just bombarding me. And I remember signing those divorce papers and really just feeling the heartbreak from that. But you know, I remember also the moment when I was standing at the top of the aisle looking down at my uh, current husband and the beach in the Dominican Republic as we were about to get married, and and I'm just celebrating the beautiful relationship that we have now. So the reason why I'm sharing this in my journey and my story, too, is I know that there are people listening right now that are either in that marriage that are really stuck um that or in that relationship that feel like they're never gonna have their ideal or dream relationship. I know there's people out there who have had major heartbreak and loss, and they wonder, Can I trust myself? Can I ever experience my dream relationship? And I'm here today to tell you that it is possible. And one of the key things for me, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this in just a moment, was, like you said, just learning to love myself, learning to be the fullest expression of myself, learning to connect with myself. And as I did, I learned that I could trust myself and that I could trust people around me and that I could connect more deeply with them. So, Amber, what, what's what been your experience? Have you ever experienced heartbreak before? Are you in a relationship right now? I just want to know a little bit more personally about you and your personal story with relationships.
2: Yeah, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth because I've experienced very similar. I wasn't married for as long. I I was married from about 2012 to 2016 and um, great, great husband. Um, It was, there was nothing really super wrong with everything. It was just the connection was off and um, our connection just faded more and more and more. And I didn't know how to trust myself, how to fix it, how to, how to move forward And ultimately, it ended in divorce, and it was the same thing. It it was so heartbreaking because it felt like the death of a dream. It felt like I had failed. It felt like everyone was going to look at me like, wow, like big big failure in your life. And and that was scary for me. And um, I also was scared to separate my family. I had a little boy, and he was, I believe, two or three at the time. And that was scary, feeling like, how is he going to feel about me when he gets older and And how is he going to see relationships? And ultimately, it came to, I wanted him to be able to see a relationship in his life growing up that was loving and connected and flowing and joyful. And that's just not what we were experiencing. And so I knew it was the right decision. Um, And then after we separated, I was a little bit nervous to date. (laughs) Same thing. I just didn't feel like I could trust myself. And then... Um, I started writing about what I wanted my, my, my ideal partner to be like and, and what I wanted to experience. And then literally, uh, like maybe five months later, I met him. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize I met him at the time. So yeah. <laughs> Wow,
1: what what an incredible yeah, what an incredible experience and story. I remember, I, I, I there was one point in my life where I never thought this was going to happen. I remember going through my divorce and thinking nobody's going to want me. I'm never going to be in another relationship again. This isn't going to happen for me. And then fast forward to uh, just a few weeks ago, I was talking with Gerald, uh, my my husband, and and I he asked me. He said, Allison, who's your ideal relationship? Who do you look up to as a relationship couple? And I, I thought about it. I thought about it for a full day. And then I came back to him and I said, you know, the person, the people whose relationship that I admire the most is ours. And I posted that on Facebook the other day and somebody said, me too. Somebody was asking me the other day who my ideal relationship was. And I said, you and Gerald. (laughs) So anyway, I, but I just never thought I was going to have that. And I want to reiterate too, because Amber, I want to ask you this question. Is it possible if there's somebody that's listening that's currently in a relationship that wants to stay in that relationship, but the relationship's not their ideal dream relationship, is it possible for them to recreate that relationship and have a dream relationship with that same person?
2: Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked that question because that is 100% possible. It's just, there are just different steps to take to create that within that relationship. If it's someone that you really love, that you really want to move through life with, then you can, again, absolutely create that.
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know, I usually would take a little bit longer talking about who we are and our story, but I'm just feeling really called to dive into some content. Now, I'm just like dying to say some things, and I really want to share what I know with people because I know there's people out there that are hurting. I know there's people out there that are suffering right now. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting because if we look at all the things that determine our happiness in life, what it really comes down to is our connection with ourselves and our ability to create what we want in our lives. And I want to talk about how we can do that in relationships. So I just want to dive right into the content. Amber, are you okay if we just dive in deep right now? Oh yeah, totally. okay so let's let's talk about some of these things and i I want to talk first about this idea of creating what you want. I know you said you wrote this list and you had this list of here's what I want in an individual and then you were able to attract that person into your life. Um, I did something similar. it was a little bit a little bit different when i was uh, i spent a lot of time thinking about the relationship i wanted when i was at the end of my marriage and trying to create that and it just wasn't working it wasn't happening and it was interesting because you mentioned your son and how you wanted to create this this good relationship so that he could see that that was a huge motivating factor for me too i remember when i was in such this toxic end of my marriage Both of my daughters who were dating age, who were teenagers at the time, they both got into relationships that were toxic, that were not good for them. And I remember looking at them and thinking, they're such smart and amazing and talented young women. Why are they getting into these relationships? And then one day it dawned on me, oh, It's just that they are in relationships that they're seeing. I am the model for the relationships that they're creating. And that was actually a huge wake-up call. That was probably the catalyst for me for um, getting a divorce. And it was when I realized that this relationship was not the relationship that I wanted. It was not the relationship that I wanted to emulate. And at that point, we had gone through so much work that I knew that, that it just wasn't going to happen in that relationship. But it was fascinating to me because as I got clear on what I wanted, and part of me getting clear on what I wanted was looking at my children and looking at the people around me and saying, what type of relationship do I want for them? Because I'm actually modeling it for them. And so I turned that around and said, this is a relationship that I also want for myself. And if I can't have this relationship, I'm going to be okay with not being in a relationship because this isn't important enough for me. So that's kind of what happened to me and how I created my wants and what I wanted in a relationship. But what would would you recommend if there's somebody out there that they're in a toxic relationship or they don't have a relationship and they know they want a dream relationship? What's the first step to really identifying and figuring out what it is you want in a relationship?
2: For me, like I said, it was the writing the list. I wrote a list of everything that I had seen around me, everything that I saw on my, you know, guilty pleasure, cheesy chick flick movies, and just writing all these lists of, you know, this is what I think is beautiful. This is what I want. This is how I want to feel. And the biggest thing for me was the feeling. How did I want to feel so I would yes. absolutely recommend focusing on that. What do you want to feel in your relationship? How what do you how do you want to feel when you're with your partner? And really paying attention to what you're noticing around you as well. So um, after writing the list, I actually just wrote it out in present tense, like I created my ideal life vision and wrote out my experiences on a daily basis with my partner and how it felt and what we were doing. And I would always recommend that as the first step because writing it down is so powerful to give your mind that proof of what you want and what you um, desire to experience.
1: Yeah. And I want to, I, wanted, I wanted... To piggyback on this a little bit because I 100% agree with you. It's how you want to feel. I am, am not a proponent for lists that are like, oh, I want to end up somebody that's over six feet tall and, and dark and handsome and that makes this much money. And, you know, all of that stuff, that's not important to me. What's important and what I've seen for people that have these amazing relationships is just like you said, how do you want to feel in that relationship? So for me, as I was writing my list, I thought I want to, or as I I was thinking about this. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel cherished. I want to feel loved. I want to feel like I am inspired to be the best version of myself every time I'm with this person and really went through that feeling list. And then I love your idea of creating this ideal life vision around it because I think when we're still in that want, like this is what I want to create in my life. This is what I want to have. Then we're still in that lack because when we want something, it means we don't have it. So changing that to present tense, I am experiencing an empowered relationship where I, my, my, partner inspires me to be the best version of myself and I inspire them to be the best version. And when you say ideal life vision, could you elaborate a little bit more on that because I know what that means but I really want to make sure that everybody's list that's listening gets this because this is such a powerful tool that I've used in relationship areas and other areas of my life that has turned my life around and I just want you to explain what does that look like for somebody to create their ideal relationship vision? Could you walk a through that uh, just step-by-step really quickly so that somebody that's listening can create their ideal relationship vision?
2: Yeah, of course. So I was trained in a a tool called Ideal Life Vision, and it basically focuses on the five key areas of your life. Um, I did mine a little bit different with the relationship, so I want to share with you how I did that. So I wrote mine as a letter. Um, a letter of how, to my partner, like how excited I was to share my life with him. So what I would suggest is getting a beautiful notebook, getting a a pen with blue ink. Blue ink is very, very powerful for your mind to remember. And then creating a really juicy, yummy space to write in and having, you know, things around you that that you really love and lighting a candle, just making it such a sacred space. And then... Write the letter to your ideal partner or if you're with, in a relationship with the person that you really love, you can even write it to them. You never have to give this to them if you don't want, but just writing it to them about how excited you are to share your life with them and feel into all of that and, and tell them about how you feel when they're around and that you love that you are adored and cherished by them and and really getting all the details of the list that you made of the things that you want to feel. write that in letter form in present tense because it is here now on some level, it really is. And it's just about getting in that space. And then once you're done writing that letter, notice how your body responds as you reread it. And if you're feeling tension, just breathe into it and acknowledge it and then just continue writing, um, continue reading. And then when you're complete, close your eyes and hold the vision of what you've written and feel it for at least 16 seconds without any interruption, any distraction. If you can hold that vision for 16 seconds and do that every day, oof, it's so powerful. And I promise you will create that dream relationship. And it will happen at different times for everyone. Just keep holding that vision, keep holding that faith, and, and hold that juiciness. And it's so powerful.
1: Well, and what I love about this, too, is really the frequency we're putting out or the things that we're creating, or another way of saying this is where our attention goes, our energy flows. So if we're focusing on current relationship, if we're focusing on the things that go wrong, if we're focusing on the things that are bad, you know, how many women have you heard literally complain a ton about their relationship, what their partner's doing wrong. And every time I hear someone doing that, I'm thinking you're putting energy into that. You're creating more of that reality in your life. So I love this because it's a shift. It goes from complaining and focusing on what's wrong to focusing on what's right. Or I've seen people that have had so much heartache, that have been hurt in past relationships, and they're like, well, that's never going to happen for me. This is my pattern in relationships. This is what I create. This is who I seem to attract. And I'm like, yeah. As long as you keep saying that, that is what you're gonna create. That is what you're gonna keep attracting. So this breaks those patterns. It gets you out of the mindset of complaining about the relationship you're in of focusing on what's not working. It gets you out of the pattern of thinking that you attract certain people or that you're doomed to recreate the same relationships over and over. This is like you know, like Joe Dispenza says, quit creating from the memories of the past and start creating from the vision of the future. Bring that into your reality right now. So that's what I love about this life vision and then recording it and listening to it every single day with you saying it in your own voice is just gonna plant those seeds in your subconscious and then you are going to consciously and unconsciously start to attract those things into your life. You're going to start to be the person that you need to be to attract the things that you want into your life instead of focusing on what you don't want. Um, When we come back, we're gonna be talking more about relationships, how to manifest your dream relationship, whether you're in a current partnership, right now and wanting to create a dream relationship with that person or whether you aren't in a relationship right now and you're wanting to call that into your life. We're going to be talking about more ways to be able to do that when we come back from break. We're also going to have our family first segment from Lori Richens, who's been married for quite a while. So she's going to lend her tips and her advice on this as well. Don't go anywhere. I'm Allison H. Larson and you're listening to Spotlight.
4: Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power, too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
1: Welcome back to Spotlight. We're here today uh, joining live, well, I'm live in studio, but joining me over the phone from Utah is the fabulous Amber Kay. And uh, Amber, I'm going to have you share some amazing tips and advice in just a minute on how to create your dream relationships. Amber Kay is a relationship expert. Today, our show is all about creating that dream relationship or that expert relationship uh, with your partner. And um, here's, here's what I want everybody on here to know, I I just want to rewind and take you back to a moment in my life. I was just sharing this on Facebook recently. um, But what ended up happening with me is there was this time in my life where I was horribly depressed, where I just did not feel good about myself. It was at the end of my relationship. And I'll never forget the moment when I went into the doctor's office and I shared with her, I said, hey, I think I'm depressed. And she says, why do you think you're depressed? And as soon as she said that, I started crying. I couldn't even talk. I was thinking about, all these things and all these reasons and all these events that were going wrong in my life about this relationship that had crumbled. And after crying for about what was five or 10 minutes, and she couldn't even understand what I was saying, she said, yeah, I I think you might be right. I think you might be experiencing depression. I remember going on these antidepressants. and, And one of the reasons why I was so depressed was because I... Didn't feel like I had this dream relationship, or I felt like I had lost my dream relationship. I felt like uh, there was no hope for me. I felt like I was never going to have the life that I wanted. That I was just doomed to suffer in this current, um, you know, life that I was manifesting, which was the life I didn't want to create. And I just want to fast forward to today. I'm in a beautiful relationship with my soul partner. I'm happy. I'm more in love than I've ever been. And I have the ability to love him more than I thought I ever could love a partner. And... I also have the ability to love myself more and to allow myself to be loved even more than I ever dreamed was possible. So I just want you to know right now if you are in a relationship or maybe you're not in a relationship, maybe you're in a relationship that's not your dream relationship or you're not in a dream relationship and you want one, I just want you to know that it's possible for you no matter how low you're feeling, no matter how depressed, no matter how many times you've been hurt, no matter you know whether you've said I've just Given up, this isn't for me or not. I want you to know that there is hope that this can happen for you, that you can manifest the dream relationship that you want in your life. No matter how young, how old, how many times you've been broken, how, how, no matter how much you feel like you'll never be able to be with somebody or that there's nobody out there for you, you can create this. This is possible. And Amber, uh, I would love for you to share what are some of the things that you coach people on to be able to create this dream relationship? What are some key components, some tangible tips that somebody that's listening right now can do to begin to create that dream reality and, and dream relationship and manifest that into reality?
2: Yeah, I would love to share. So I want to go over um, the first thing that I always do is I hope you remember that you have got to love yourself first, and this does not mean you have to love yourself perfectly because that's just not going to always happen. Um, you don't have to love yourself perfectly before you call on that relationship. So if you're on this on this podcast and you are and you are thinking like, well, I'm never going to have a relationship then because I don't know how to do that, um, not it's just about accepting yourself and starting to love yourself. And one way that you can do that and to bring more of that energy, that magnetism into your life to be able to call in that partner or to create that in your current relationship is to do at least one thing that you love weekly or daily, something that you're so passionate about because cultivating this joy and this excitement for life and, and this passion for moving through your days is going to magnetize You And it's going to pull in that that dream relationship. And when your partner comes in, then they just add to that. Instead of waiting for your partner to make you happy or you to make your partner happy, you create that joy and magnetism and excitement yourself by doing things that you love, by living your life. And then, again, your partner just adds to that when they come in. Um, and then for yeah, kids, I just want
1: to I, I want suggest- to comment on that for just a moment because I really love what you're saying and I want to reiterate this. This was key for me when I was calling in my dream relationship. Um, I remember a specific moment just before Christmas. I didn't have my kids. I didn't have the Christmas decorations. I was dating Gerald. He was living in Utah. I was living in Phoenix and I was all alone. And Gerald and I spent a lot of time on the phone when we were dating and having this long distance relationship. And that evening he gave me a call and he says, Hey, I've got other plans. I'm not going to be able to spend time on the phone with you. And I said, Oh, you know, I understand. I'm feeling super depressed right now. I don't have the Christmas decorations. I don't have the kids. I don't have you to talk to. I'm feeling really, really lonely tonight. And he said, well, why don't you go on a date? And I'm like, what? He's like, why don't you go on a date? Take yourself on a date. What do you want to do? Well, how do you want to be treated tonight? What do you want to create in your life? Go create that for yourself. And I remember it was such a profound thing. But I did. I took myself on a date, and I went. I listened to what I wanted to do, and I went shopping for new decorations, and I took myself out to my favorite restaurant, and I paid for the person behind me, and I came home and watched a neaters or watched a watched a Hallmark show while ate my needers, grilled cheese and you know s- soup, and I had such a fun time. And because I was taking care of myself because I was treating myself how I wanted to be treated I felt so empowered and I'm like oh this is what it's like to be in a good relationship Ah, and I can do this for myself and uh, so I don't really need anybody but it's great if I have somebody that would be awesome too so this is really was a profound moment in my life so I just wanted to uh, share that and reiterate what you were saying um what's what's your next tip I know I interrupted you I want to get down to this uh, next piece of content here too No,
2: you're good. I just want to touch on that because that's such a profound thing that you shared about. Um, Really, like this is how I want to feel. That's such a powerful thing to do because when you know how you want to feel in that um, environment, and when you're dating yourself, then you you have set the standard for when someone comes into your life how you desire to feel and be treated. So that's so beautiful. And then the other thing I always suggest is gratitude daily, at least in the morning. But you could do it morning and night as well. uh, At least five things that you're grateful for in your dream relationship. So you could say, I am so happy and grateful that my partner just adores me. I'm so happy and grateful that I am cherished by my partner. And just really saying that again, just like with the letter, in the present tense because you're creating that gratitude. You're showing your mind, you're showing your body that this is what's happening. This is what's real. And it's not just writing it because I know a lot of people say, write this down, write this down. And then like, you don't just, I don't want you to just write your gratitude and like, Oh, put your notebook to the side. I want you to like write it and feel it, feel it while you're writing it, feel the excitement, feel all the feelings that come with that. And again, the 16 seconds, holding that gratitude for 16 seconds and Feeling that and visualizing it and just being with that every day when you're doing your gratitude, that is so much more powerful than just doing it as a task that you have to just, oh, I have to write my gratitude. I'm going to do it real quick. So again, it's all about the feeling. It's all about cultivating that in yourself so that you're magnetizing that to you all around you and calling in that partner.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And again, where your attention goes, your, wait, wait, I already said, I said it earlier. Where your attention goes, the frequency flows. Oh, I forgot what the saying is. Anyway, you get the idea. What you're what you're focused on. Do you remember? What was that? I just said it, like first segment. It's-
2: where energy, where your attention goes,
1: your energy flows. There you go. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. But it's that, it's that same thing. It's about what you're focusing on. So focusing on that gratitude, focusing on what you want, as if it's already happening, is going to create even more of that into your life. Yeah. Thank you, Misha, for uh, commenting on Facebook too. So yeah, I, uh, I I really, really agree with this. And again, I think so often we get stuck in this woe is me cycle. We get stuck in focusing on what we don't have, why things aren't going right in our life, why things aren't going right in our relationship. And if we can break that cycle and step out, out of that pattern and start going into the pattern of gratitude, we're going to attract those things into our lives, which fit that, which we're grateful for. And if you're in a current relationship, your partner, if you start changing your dance, if you start changing your frequency, they're going to shift theirs in a way that either elevates and matches yours, or they're going to um, be like repelled by you. And it's going to be clear, this isn't the relationship for me. So change those old patterns, step into the gratitude, start creating what you want in your life. Um, I want to go over to Lori Richens now. Lori Richens, of course, is our family first segment. She's been married for a long time. Lori, you're going to have to tell us how long you've been married and has uh, seven beautiful children. She lives in a small town in Idaho. She is a speaker and a mentor, a coach. Um, She's an author. She has a book that's going to be coming out shortly. And um, she talks a lot about how... how to create this dream family or how to help your family. I don't know if you call it a dream family, Lori. Maybe I should let you describe it. But um, I would love to hear your thoughts on relationships and how they relate to the family.
5: Yes, I'm so excited about finishing my book. And it's more about dealing with the reality of the challenges that families face and how we can get through those obstacles and get to a healthy place. Uh, You know, some years ago uh, when we moved from Springfield, Oregon. There was a family over there that I admired deeply and I think they had 10 or 12 children at the time and the parents were calm and and uh just the the family was very admirable in in many many ways and after we had moved I kept in touch and they sent us a Christmas newsletter one year. And um you know, we have to be really careful about having aspirations that aren't reasonable for ourselves and and in this Christmas newsletter, they weren't bragging, but they were just sharing how many wonderful successes their family were was having, and you know all the way down to the children in college or high school and and I remember thinking that's the family I want that's that's what I want and I put their newsletter up on a bulletin board in my room in my house, and after a period of time, I was walking down the hall, and just the weight of that example was just crushing me, and I thought, I can never be that, I can never." accomplish that and the Lord gave me a vision, a very merciful vision and what he showed me was a scale if you imagine a scale going from the bottom to the top and there's a zero at the bottom and a 10 at the top and you can see all these little increments and he showed me her scale and that let's say she started at a six or starting places at a six and she had progressed to about an eight or nine and then he showed me my scale that I was down at a zero or a one and I had progressed up to a three or four. And he pointed out that he was more concerned about progress than he was perfection. And that really helped me to be careful as I looked for examples on how to create a a happy, healthy family because I didn't have it. That was really important for me, but I also had to be very realistic. And yes, I've been married 36 years, and I just want to finish with an example of a trial my husband and I went through. Allison, you mentioned that your specifically troubled period when you separated from your husband was around the 20-year mark. Well, my mom had been divorced twice after seven years, and you hear about the seven-year itch. And um, what I've found as somebody who works to fortify families, most of the time, especially within faith-filled families, it's about the 20 to 25-year mark where families really start to break. And it was around that time that I was really struggling with my husband and so I wanna cover a few important principles. I came from trauma and because of that sometimes we have this illusion that our husbands or our wives are able to say and do the right thing to help us overcome our trauma, almost like to fix the problem. They're the closest ones to us in our lives and we think that they have the answers. Well my husband was a very meek, mild man and we encountered a very serious um situation and I, I no longer felt safe. I no longer in this crisis. I felt like Brian, you know, if he had responded differently, if he had stepped in and was more courageous and bold that, you know, that this situation would have unfolded differently. And so, um, I started to disconnect from my husband and I wanted to run. I wanted to go someplace where I could feel safe and protected and, and, um, I remember one day driving in my van, and I just my my brain was screaming, and I just wanted to escape. I felt trapped. And I heard a voice that said, Lori, be still. Don't do anything. And I knew that I was irrational in my brain because I was just feeling so much pain. And eventually, what I noticed is I had to actually tell my husband, I'm feeling trapped by you. I'm feeling like you're dependent on me. Your happiness is dependent on me. I need you to disconnect from me. And he said, "I don't know how to do that." And eventually, what I what I learned is he was connecting more to the Lord and entrusting me to God, and entrusting him to the Lord himself to the Lord as well. And that gave me a reprieve, some room to breathe. And I felt like I was getting clearer and stronger. I felt like he was getting clearer and stronger. I started to feel safe again. And eventually we became very united in one, but it took some time. So um, here are just the, the last tips. Number one, be very careful of comparison when wanting healthy, happy relationships. Since then, I've found out that family that I thought was ideal has had some significant challenges themselves. So Just do the best you can. Look for patterns, but recognize that all of us have problems. Number two, our spouses are not responsible for our healing. If they didn't inflict the wounds, they shouldn't be expected to fix them. Number three, self-care for healthy relationships is critical. As my husband got closer to the Lord, I felt closer to him. Eventually, he went on to really care for his body. He lost 25 to 30 pounds. He was paying more attention to his health. I could feel that he was just getting more emotionally strong and physically strong, and that was very attractive to me as I've tried to take care of myself as well. And number four, know that there is help out there, unjudgmental help. That's the work that I do, that's the work that Amber does. There are safe people out there to help you navigate through those difficult times, and you can have great success. I'm happy to record, I've been very successful with the families I've worked with. And the last thing is, When you are in your relationship, I love what Amber was saying, focus on the reasons why you are right for each other. When things were difficult, my brain was screaming all the reasons why we were wrong for each other. But when we really do pause and think about why we're right for each other, it can really start to benefit how we feel about ourselves and about our partner. So um, that's the suggestion that I have. And thank you for letting me share that.
1: Thank you so much, Lori. What wise words. And when we come back, we're going to share our most powerful final tips and thoughts on how to cultivate and create your dream relationship. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
3: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Get Unchained. Influencers Channel.
1: Welcome back to Spotlight. Today is all about cultivating your dream relationships. And uh, we're going to leave you today in this last segment here with some of our most powerful and impactful advice and wisdom for you. So when it comes to dream relationships here's some of the things that we've been talking about. And I, I know Amber may want to piggyback at this, Lori too. Lori brought this up, but, you know, comparison. So you never know what's going on behind somebody's closed door. I remember during the time when my relationship was suffering the most, when I was the most depressed and it was the most toxic, I had people looking at me thinking that I had the ideal relationship, the ideal family, the perfect marriage, you know, two girls, two boys, white picket fence life. And they had no idea what was going on behind closed doors. So you never know what's going on behind somebody's closed door doors. And you know, if you're going to pick an ideal relationship, make it your own. And this is something I learned when Gerald asked me a while ago, he said, Allison, whose relationship do you look up to most? And when I really thought about it, I thought it's ours. It's the relationship that we're creating. That's the relationship that I look up to the most. That's the relationship that I want. So quit comparing yourself to other people, create the relationship that you want. Uh, Second thing I I just want to share with you, This is probably the most powerful advice I could share with you today. Quit trying to change the other person. There is never a relationship that will be your dream relationship if it's based on the other person needing to change or the other person needing to change you. Dream relationships can only be built when you get to show up as the best version of yourself and they show up as the best version of their self and you see that in each other. And even the times when you aren't the best version, you still see the best version. And I'll just share a real quick example, because this was pivotal in my relationship with Gerald, who is my soulmate, my partner, my husband. Uh, When we were dating, uh, he he and I didn't have an agreement that we were exclusive, but we were doing a lot of dating, and I chose not to date other people. And he went out on a date, and he had this great time, and some things happened. And he told me about it the next day, and I was super hurt. And he did not, he did nothing wrong. Um, but, you know, in, in me, this was like, oh, wow, that's just really hurt. It really hurt that he would go out on a date with somebody else. And I remember... You know, he said, Well, I can tell this really hurt you. And why don't you write up some rules for our relationship? Why don't you write up the ways in which you want me to change or be different and the rules that you want to play by so that we can have this relationship where you can feel safe and happy? It was really interesting because that day I wrote three drafts of a letter, and none of them were right. And I didn't send them, and they had all these rules and all these things like, you know, you should do this or do that, or you should be this way or that way, and, and it just didn't feel right. So I went to bed that night, and about 3 a.m., I woke up in the middle of the night and just grabbed in my pen and my piece of paper and wrote, Dear Gerald, at the top, and all of a sudden started channeling this letter. And I got done. I said, this is, this is it. This is the letter I want to send. So I took a screenshot and sent it to him. And in that letter, what I said was, I don't want to change you. I love you so much the way you are, and I want you to fully be yourself and fully be who you are. I don't want to try and put rules and regulations or change who you are or what you're doing or how you think. I just, I love you, and I love our relationship now. And If there's ever a time when that's not working out, that's okay too, but I don't want you to ever have to change to fit into or create a relationship. And um, when he read that letter, he's, he'll say to this day, he's like, that was the pivotal moment in our relationship because I knew I'd already been in, in previous relationships and marriages where people tried to change me. And he said, I didn't want anybody who felt like I had to be different to end up being with them. And it was just really beautiful to have that expression. And then he expressed back, I don't want you to change. I love you just the way you are. And as he said that, it gave me such permission because in my, in my marriage, I'd been my ex-husband towards the end, I just wasn't what he wanted. And I felt like I was having to change or conform or be a different person in order to make this relationship work. And that's not what I wanted. And now I'm experiencing a relationship where I get to be the fullest version of myself, the fullest expression. I don't feel like I have to change or conform. I do feel inspired to be the best version of myself because Gerald brings that out in me. And he's in a relationship where I love all of him for who he is, where I don't have to feel like I have to change him or that he has to be a different person in order for our relationship to work. So my key again is if you're in a relationship whose success is dependent on feeling like the other person has to change who they are or feeling like you have to change who you are, that relationship is probably not going to work. Now, behaviors can change, patterns can change, but if who you want to be with, you want that person to change or be a different person in order for you to be happy, then that relationship is probably not going to work. Amber, what are your final tips, pieces of advice, anything you want to piggyback on that?
2: I absolutely agree with you, Allison. And the last things I want to share is um, something for you to do is to write out how your relationships have been and look at the good and the ugly and really pay attention to that and take responsibility for your part in that because, yes, it's not their responsibility. If it's something for them, it is their responsibility to fix. But if it's something for you and it's just, things that are triggering you or that, that you need to take responsibility for, make sure you're taking responsibility because if you don't, you're going to take it into every single relationship you have. And the last thing I want to share with you is that your relationship does not have to be perfect to be great. And it does not always feel mm-hmm. comfortable when it is great because great relationships require learning and growing. Um, and also, though, the most important thing is you should feel emotionally and physically safe. If you do not feel those things, it is definitely time to look at your relationship. And that's, that's what I would want to share with you.
1: Yes. Amen. And I love what you said about not feeling emotionally or physically safe. That's a huge deal. That's something that needs to immediately be addressed if you don't feel that way in your relationship. And please reach out to somebody if you're confused, if you if you want help. I know it was so confusing for me at the end of this uh, 20-year marriage to be in such a toxic relationship. And I was confused all the time. I didn't know if I was doing good or bad things. I didn't know if he was doing good or bad things. I, I, you know, was told certain things that I believed that I don't think were true, but I didn't know. Like, I just want to tell you that if you're you're feeling confused, if you're having trouble stepping back, if you don't feel emotionally or physically safe, please go to somebody that can help you see. Uh, Les Brown always says it's hard to see the picture when you're inside the frame. If you're having trouble seeing the picture, go outside the frame and don't go to your friends and don't go to your family because they're going to be biased. Go to a coach, go to a counselor, go to somebody who can have the objective viewpoint of what you're doing and can listen to you and can help you see that bigger picture. That's one of the biggest mistakes I I made too, is is asking friends and family for advice. They're they're going to be biased. They are going to be biased. Their opinion is going to be based on the stories that they have of you or the stories they have of themselves, go to somebody, um, get some help. Lori, what are your final thoughts and inspirations for us today? Yes, small
5: and simple things can be the most meaningful and memorable. And to remember that details matter and keeping each other connected, I'd mentioned randomly to my husband the other day I was needing to go do some errands and I needed some cash and I asked him if he had some in his wallet and you know just to save me a trip to the bank and um, I hadn't mentioned again and in the morning there was some cash on the counter before he'd left for work and I woke up to see this and um, those things matter and as we focus on the little things that help to make your relationship meaningful that can really um, be favorable and helping you to stay like you're one instead of separated as two separate individuals.
1: Oh, I love that so much. Okay. I want each of us to share little moments that make our relationships so that people listening can get some advice. Here's some little moments that make mine. I love boba. The other day, Gerald was running some errands. He's by my favorite boba restaurant. Is up in my room. I was working. He comes in, he's holding a cup of boba. And <laughs> Made me so happy that he would just be thinking of me, that he'd go out of his way to do something that just made me so happy. Another a couple other little things that we do that are just the little things that go a long way. Every time we get into an elevator, if we're alone, and sometimes even when we're not, he'll push me against the wall and he just starts kissing me. In fact, one time he took me on an elevator date where we just rode up and down in the elevator and made out just a couple of months ago. And then my last favorite tradition that we have is whenever he picks me up from the airport, I drop all my bags as soon as I see him. I run, I jump on him, I give him a big hug and kiss and, and everybody's watching and I love it so much. So those are some of the little things that are important to me. Amber, what are some of the little things you do in your relationship that uh, just make all the difference?
2: Yeah, I love that. Um, one of the things is I love to dance. So if I turn on a certain song that I really love, he will come in the room and grab me and start dancing with me, and that matters so much to me because dancing is like such a passion of mine. And then the other things are if I mention that I need something or I mention that I ran out of something, anything, and I'm just talking about it out loud. I'm not even asking for anything. Um, he'll when he comes back from work or if he like goes out to go wash the car he'll come back with whatever it was that I was needing and I hadn't even asked him and that means so much to me. And then um, one time I was sitting in the living room just listening to music and the song was talking about like never letting this person go that they were singing about in the song. And he comes over, like stops doing the dishes, comes over, puts his arm around me and just whispers in my ear and kisses my cheek and says, I just, want you to, I just want to let you know I'm never going to let you go. And then he Aww. just kisses me again and walks off and keeps doing the dishes. So
1: <laughs> those
2: little things, they're so, they seem so small, but they're so big for me.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. And Lori, I know we have already heard one from your husband. We're, we're running short on time, and I want to make sure I get this in before we close. Uh, uh, if there's somebody out there that's listening right now that feels like they want that objective viewpoint, that feels like they might need some help in their relationship, I want to know, let them know how they can get a hold of you. So uh, let's start uh, first with you, Lori, and then go to you, Amber. Lori, how can somebody get a hold of you?
5: Yes, I'd love to be of service to anyone out there needing some extra support, unconditional support, of course. It's Just go to my website, Whole Family Mentoring, W H O L E, family Mentoring, uh, dot com, and they can learn more about me and the work that I do.
1: Mm, I love that. Thank you, Lori. Amber, how can somebody get a hold of you?
2: Um, there's a few different ways. So I have my website, www.amberk, k A Y, coaching.com. And then I also have my Instagram. It's just my name again, Amber underscore K-A-Y underscore coaching.
1: I love that. And if there's anybody on here that wants to talk about their relationship that feels uh, completely stuck and wants to reach out to me, um, you could always schedule a 20-minute session with me at ScheduleWithAllison.com. That's uh, ScheduleWithAllison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N.com. I'd love to just hop on the phone and talk with you, share my experience, listen to yours. One of the biggest things is just to know that you're not alone. And just remember that you can create your dream relationship. Thank you so much for special guests, Amber Kay, and uh, also for Lori Richard. For our family first segment, and uh, hope you join us again next week on Spotlight. Also, big shout out to my Voice America team. Thank you so much, Voice America, for this beautiful studio, uh, for the production, for making this possible. Uh, you can catch this on Voice America uh, Talk Show Radio uh, online, or it's also on Apple Podcasts and several other platforms. Just look up Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson show, to catch a rerun. And uh, we'll catch you again next week. I'm Allison, and you've been listening to Spotlight.